Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? Thank you to Mark the Man Irons. For that theme song, Lonnie. I want to thank him right off the top for that one. It's always good to get it out early, isn't it? It is. It is. And it's not in the back of our minds near the end of the episode. <laughs> or we stop recording and we're like, oh, no, Mark. We yeah. forgot about him. Yeah. But, Lonnie, it's my turn this week. Mm. And I did ask you to do a bit of research, but before we get into it, what's this show about? Well, this show, Dylan, is real exploration of friendship. <laughs> okay. You yeah. might say. Oh, yeah, definitely. So we miss each other. We don't get to see each other as much as we like to. And so we started this podcast so we can stay in touch some more. Each week we take each other on a journey. We pick a topic. could be life, pop culture, history, anything in between. This week you've I've done some research for you, so I've got a pretty good idea of what it's about. Oh, okay. Unless you've given me a, a, a faint, <laughs> which is, is pretty funny if that's what you've done. It's it's a possibility. It could be coming at any point. We don't know. But no, not this week, Lonnie. Uh, we're cornering the, the pop culture bit of our slogan there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because today we're going to review our first graphic novel. Yeah. Don't get too excited. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's pretty exciting. It's all right. But uh, we are going to do a Batman graphic novel. But it's not a traditional Batman graphic novel, Lonnie. It's very unique in the Batman catalogue. It's a graphic novel called Dark Knight, A True Batman Story. Now, people, for you who don't know, it's a comic written by the great Paul Dean. And he was one of the main writers on Batman, the animated series, many other DC animated projects on and off over the years. Uh, if you listen to our Christmas episode, he wrote one of my favourite episodes of the Justice League cartoon, Comfort and Joy. He'd done other things like write the Batman games, and he's even written his own comics over the years as well, such as this one. And it's actually based on an event that happened to him in the 90s, at the peak of Batman the Animated Series. Uh, it's basically like, for the plot, he's, uh, he's killing it. They're having massive success for Batman the Animated Series. They're gearing up for the movie Mask of the Phantasm. Which mm-hmm. is the first Batman animated movie for that one. One of the great ones too. Oh, one of the best, if not the best. Mm-hmm. But one day when he's walking home from work, he's approached by two guys who, who mug him and brutally beat him. And this story is basically how the character of Batman helped him deal with this traumatic event in his life and eventually overcome it. But overall thoughts before we dive into the specifics, Lonnie? I really liked it. I um, wasn't something I really knew about. I knew Paul Dini, obviously, one of the greats of the Batman um, canon. Oh, yeah. And I, I love the animated series and I love the games. And, you know, you don't know every writer, but he's the one that has sort of stood out because he's just done so much and um, he's got his name out there. You often find yourself 
if you're watching Batman the Animated Series or any of the DC stuff, if there's a particularly great episode, it's usually mm. written by him. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> and then you, you told me to, to read, you gave me the book to read, and then I did a little bit of research about this. But even before I read it, before, even then, you know, it's called a true Batman story, but I thought it was just inspired by that event. I didn't realise it was going to be basically an autobiography, which it is. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And, um, yeah, no, I, I love it as well. And I feel it doesn't get enough attention. As you said, you had never heard of it really before. Mm. Yes. And I think it's a very inspirational story in a way for that one. Yeah, so we'll get into spoilers. We kind of outlined everything, but I think um, we'll just talk about it freely if, if that's okay. Oh, for members. sure. He's haunted by his characters. It's kind of creepy in some ways, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is a bit weird. It's it kind of... Um, it's like when he was like kind of a kid, he was like kind of a loner and mm. um, a bit different. And he basically puts it as he lets his imagination run wild. So he imagines like the fictional characters in his life and like cartoon characters like around him and uh, talking to him mm. in various situations and that sort of thing for that one. And the story itself, it's kind of told kind of in a Tarantino-esque way where it's like him now... Um, pitching to a board of people, which we later find out is some fictional characters, mm. the Batman rogues. <laughs> and it's kind of going back and forth from his childhood. Uh, then it runs through the event and then it, it can dip back in and out of his past at any point, that sort of thing. Yeah, and he's not very uh, complimentary about his past self at the times, is he? No, and he's quite, he's brutally honest, but I appreciate mm. that. I really do. Like, it's some dark stuff in there. Like, he's, um, you know, he goes to a, a therapist, which is nothing wrong with that. But, you know, he does things like, um, there's at one point he's, he uh, invites this lady to the Emmys. Mm. And he thinks everything's going great in their relationship. And then she calls him and she's like, hey, your part's not getting filmed. Is that true? And he's like, uh, yeah, not this year. And she's like, okay, well, I probably won't go because it's not a very good opportunity for me. Yeah. But have a good time, Ooh. which is rough. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and then he wins the Emmy, but he's not happy. And he, yeah, it kind of spirals him down a little bit. He gets uh look at himself in the mirror and starts cutting himself with the Emmy. With the Emmy. It's very dark stuff. Yeah. And that that wasn't just a um a flourish for the story, right? That actually happened to him. As far as I know, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure, yeah. Why would you flourish it like that? No, well, it's a great metaphor. Um, um, <laughs> but, um, you know, cutting yourself with the actual success that you've had. And, but, I, yeah, I, I don't imagine that was just made up for the um, for the book, but still. <laughs> no, yeah, dark stuff. But he, he he owns it and he plays it off a little bit. He's like, yeah, and on top of that, I had to get a tetanus shot as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's still funny all throughout, which I think... That sums up his writing, you know. Ah, oh, 100%. Dark and comic and all that stuff, you know. Oh, yeah, no. Nah. Love it. Love it. But no, it's it's great stuff. I Any found his um his relationships are, were interesting in the story because he really... It's funny because he's like, you know, writing Batman. He's very successful. He's winning Emmys, but also just, you know, can't get a girlfriend and kind of finds himself being taken advantage of. But also, I think, not... Like, if he just trapped said to that girl, hey, are we dating? He might have got an answer, but it was just sort of, they'll yeah. like string each other along. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, he's being very materialistic and uh, 
the surface level about everything. Like the lady he's going out with, she's just a hot lady. Like her personality mm. is shit. Well, it's represented in the story as shit anyway. Yeah, I, I get the sense it's maybe some of that stuff is played up for the story, but oh yeah, yeah. It's also Possibly. it's not just it's not he's not trying to say this is exactly what happened to me. He's just sort of telling it in the way that he would tell it, and sometimes that is that can be more truthful than just a series of facts about your life, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. No, I agree. But, um, yeah, we get once we get to the actual assault itself, it's actually pretty harrowing. Like, it's uh, it's very uncomfortable, that one. It really was, and then it's just a random attack. Yeah, really. like, they beat him down for no reason. Like, no reason. They, they steal his money in the end, but they didn't need to go as far as they do to do that. Mm. Like, they... They kick his face in and he says at one point, like, the bones were, like, powderized. That's yeah. how hard he was kicked. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and they even try to cripple him by kicking his knees in, which yeah. he luckily avoids. So he twists in the right place and dodges yeah. it. And then when they're done, they even make him close his eyes and say they're going to shoot and kill him mm-hmm. before running off. And then when he's dragging himself home, can barely walk, they nearly run him over yelling and laughing at him. Animals. Animals on him. That was that was really tough to read. Yeah. And it's funny, we, we talk about this and all sorts of um, brutal crimes that happen, but he's, like, blaming himself because he's like, oh, if I hadn't just gone down that street and he sort of, he's with a girl and he gets mad and runs off and, you know, he's having a tantrum, basically, and then that's how he goes down the wrong street and gets caught by these guys. Well, it's like, dude, they're the ones who've beaten you up. It's not your fault. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, um, yeah, and, yeah, it's a bit of a shame that, because, uh, like, he even says to himself, well, he narrates in the, the comic mm. book that he's mm. like, oh, don't just turn around and walk away just because they're two black guys. You know, and it, it's a shame. And, like, he, I'll, I do like this bit where there's a black guy that he works with mm. um, and he's like, were they black? And he's like, well, yeah, at least one of them was. And he's like, God damn it. And he, like, gives him a handshake, like, this shouldn't have happened, bro. We're not all like this, you know, which is, you know, it's a shame. But, you know. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really tough bit. And they didn't even want to go to hospital. Dude. Hmm. Go to hospital. <laughs> yeah. Get, oh, he's yeah. like playing the victim, though, isn't he? He's like, almost like, feels like he deserves it. I got that sense, did you? Yeah, yeah. Well, he, uh, he kind of reflects on himself and, and through the, the various Batman villains, like mm. they... Kind of reflect on some stuff that he did that, you know, isn't the best things in the world. Like, mm. But, you know, it, he, he gets over it eventually. He uh, has some Batman interludes. Yeah, and it was interesting that he's, his actual first-hand experience with, with crime and violence makes him think about all the Batman stories that he's written over the years. Because mm. he's like, yeah, Batman didn't sweep in and save me. I was just there, you know, being killed almost. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. And I like how all the the different aspects of his uh, dark spiral, so to say, after this assault is, like, represented with the different villains. Like, he's, he's reminiscing on, like, his past failing romances and that. He's talking to Poison Ivy about it. Mm. Uh, his fears about needles and that. In comes Scarecrow to talk to mm. him. Uh, Riddler gives him excuses to get out of work, you know, all, the, all those sorts of things, which is a bit of fun. 
brings a bit of levity to a, a pretty dark tale. Well, I suppose pretty Ravi's boss was like, oh, it's a shame you've um, been beaten up. Uh, when are you going to be back? I need to finish this description. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I did read the the dedications before that, and he did say, like, um, that guy, Alan Burnett, he did write in the dedications, like, dedicated to Alan. He's not as rough as he came across in yeah. the in the book. He's a very nice man. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. And I, I do wonder if, yeah, some of that, again, is is played up in the story a little bit, just to... But also, he's like... He was playing it, playing it down a bit about his what he went through because he didn't go to hospital and stuff. So he like straight away. So I think he was trying to put on a brave face. So like, all right, then we'll go back to work then, please. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's that's fair enough. And yeah, he's um. But yeah, he eventually does get over it. Like at some point, it takes a bit of convincing from Batman himself. Mm. Like Batman's like Joker's trying to convince him like ah. Oh, who fucking cares about work, mate? Just, like, sit down, play video games, watch movies. You can get food delivered. You don't need to go anywhere, mate. <laughs> uh, like this bit where there's Batman just punches him. He's like, get up, go to work. Yeah. And he tries to buy a gun at one point. Batman's like, come on, mate. What are you doing? Not on. Well, that's it. Is, is Batman, like, does the does story, he like, the events he went through prove that Batman is a fantasy, and you shouldn't. You need, you need to start looking after yourself, and don't expect some superhero to come in and save the day for you. And you know, i.e., buy a gun. Yeah. Or to use the inspiration of Batman to uh, be a, a, a force for good in the world, and and to in this way make your life better because you're like, all right, Batman wants me to get get up and going again. I can do it for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. I mean, it's the story itself. It just goes to show how the character of Batman and stories of like superheroes in general and heroes, they can affect us in a positive way, which I think is the best part of it. Mm-hmm. Like we can take after their morals, uh, learn lessons from their victories and defeats in their stories, and they could just teach us to be better people, which I think is is beautiful. Well said, Dylan. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Thank you, Lonnie. Thank you, Lonnie. But my favorite part of it is where he pitches the greatest episode that never was for Batman the Animated Series, <laughs> which which involves Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Yeah. Um. You haven't read Sandman yet, have you? I've read Sandman, but I, I get the idea. I've read about Sandman, yeah. Yeah. 
Bonnie, it's probably the greatest comic series I have ever read. That's a big claim, Dylan. <laughs> it's incredible, Bonnie. It's probably the most creative comic mm-hmm. I've ever read. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know, it's about Morpheus, who is the Lord of Dreams, or the Sandman, if you will. <laughs> um, and this episode that Paul Dini pitches, it has like Batman passing out for pain after some fights with some villains. And Morpheus's sister, Death, appears to take Batman away. She calls him the cheater, which perfect, because mm-hmm. he's cheating Death all the time. Um, but Morpheus comes in, asks her to spare him, and tells Batman he's like responsible for like so many dreams, like bad dreams of criminals, uh, mm. kids dreaming about his adventures, all that great stuff. And I'm just so sad this wasn't an episode of the show because by the sounds of the pitch and the, the panels in the comic, hands down would have been my favourite episode, I reckon. <laughs> that, have you read uh, Neil Gaiman's uh, Whatever Happened to the Cape Crusader? Yes. Yes, yeah. I have. Yeah. I love that it's, story. Similar, yeah, no, it's similar areas, up. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love the the story where it's like Alfred is like responsible for like all the villains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to, like, help Bruce deal with the trauma of his parents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not great stuff. Um, but, yeah, I would have loved to see that animated series. I wonder if they'll ever do that sort of, like, an adult or reimagining reboot, you know, of that series in particular. Of, of whatever happened in the Great Crusade, oh? No, Batman, the animated series, I mean. Oh, okay. Uh, no, it's, it's kind of timeless. They don't need to. Yeah. It's animation especially. True, um, true. And they kind of do. They like they did the Batman, which is kind of a reboot-ish. It's like in his set in his early days, but mm. I guess some know. some of the animated movies they do are kind of in that style and almost could be part of the universe, couldn't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly, mm. exactly. There's plenty of Batman to choose from in animated form. Don't need to reboot him. But yeah, no, I love it. I'd give it a solid uh, solid nine out of ten for what it is. I reckon. Oh yeah. What about you? Yeah, I'll give it 9 out of 10 too, I reckon. Um, uh, he's a bit of a Come sad sack. your own number, Lonnie. <laughs> we can both have numbers. No, it was just... Um, it was a hard read sometimes, but I'm glad it all worked out for him in some ways. But I just um, think about, just like by chance, he went down the wrong place at the wrong time and his whole life was changed. That's really scary when you think about it, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Could have happened to anyone. Like they weren't, as we said, they weren't targeting for a specific reason. They just chose to to beat him up, which is awful. But there's those kind of people in the world, Lonnie. Yeah, what would you do if you got beaten up, Dylan? Go to the hospital straight away, first of all. <laughs> just in case, right? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't drink all night. <laughs> Definitely not, no. You wouldn't put a, a steak on your face? <laughs> oh, I might do that if... Uh, I couldn't get to the hospital for whatever reason, but no, I wouldn't take a hot bath and drink all night. Yeah. Oh, Could imagine anything worse after getting beat up. Just to, just go, just, I mean, maybe it's different in America because their healthcare system is screwed up, um, but still. Yeah, but he's a, you know, he's a well-off man at I think the time. So, yeah. It's not like he had no choice to go to the hospital. No, but even then, you'd rather go to the hospital, get yourself sorted out and work out the the money stuff later, potentially. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You might be dead, you know? <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Ugh. But no, great stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, 
in the end, he overcomes it. Well, in, in a, as much as he can, he does say, like, obviously with any trauma, there's times where you'll go months without thinking about it. Sometimes he'll think about it all day for a few days. But, mm. you know, he's moved past as much as he can. He's put it in his place, I think he says. Yeah, and that's important. I think that's that's as good a lesson as anything that's in that man books or, or TV shows. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mm. absolutely. No, great stuff, Lonnie, great stuff. It's, that'll do for that graphic novel for this week, Lonnie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now we're going to launch into our, our new segment. What is it, Lonnie? Get amongst it. Get amongst it. We might be putting a theme song in, we're not sure yet, so if there's a theme yeah. song there. <laughs> we're mulling it over. <laughs> Maybe that's just it, Maybe we just say get amongst it like that. Oh, yeah. Could put some jingle in there, a bit of, bit of jazz, a bit of pizzazz. Okay, you know. I'll see, I'll see. Okay. Um, well, I get amongst it for this week, Lonnie. Um, it only happened a couple of days ago. I told you about it briefly, but I started watching a new wrestling promotion called AEW. AEW, what's that stand for? All Elite Wrestling, Lonnie. Okay, all right. It is so good so far. <laughs> So good. So good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's, okay, uh, tell me about it. Yeah, it, it's Chef's Kiss, Lonnie. It's, uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I'm loving it. So I watched, because um, I kept hearing about it, I could never find out how to watch it because it's not on, like, our cable. I don't believe but Australia gets nothing, let's be honest. Mm. Um, but I found out there's, like, this app that you can get... Uh, and you can pay like a, a small subscription fee to watch the the shows that are usually on cable in the US. So it's AEW Dynamite is their weekly show. Okay. And you can kind of flick it to your Xbox through their film and TVs app and you can watch it on there. So I did that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I watched their weekly show, just jumped in, see what it was like. It's great stuff. The first match had Shaq in it. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> All right. And he took on one of my favourite wrestlers from WWE, which is Cody Rhodes. Good stuff. Okay, so it's like a a rival to to WWE, is it? They're trying to be. They're Mm -hmm. trying to be. They only started, I think, 2019, so they're very recent. Yeah. Um, But they're doing gangbusters at the moment, apparently. Like, they're doing very, very well. And lots of wrestlers from WWE are starting to jump ship there. All right. Because from what you've described to me before, they've... Like the WWE's had like a stranglehold on the wrestling scene for years and years now. Oh, yeah. Which means they don't really have to try, which is yeah. quite evident in their current product. Like I mentioned, I watched the Royal Rumble, which I enjoyed. One of my, my favourites, Edge, won it. But mm-hmm. And I said I was going to get back into wrestling, and I started watching it again, and I was just like, oh, my goodness. It's like, it's like if you're in prison and someone feeds you shit on a plate... Every day for dinner. You kind of get used to it. And you're like, oh, I mean, it's shit, but like, it's all I have. It's all I can eat. Okay. And then someone comes along, AEW in this instance, yeah. and they give you a steak. And you're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> this isn't shit. What's, what's going on? <laughs> this is so delicious. I'm loving it. Okay, what makes it so good then, Dylan? Oh, it's, it's, it's 100% about the wrestling. Yeah. It's not as long and there's not as much to keep up with as WWE. Like, WWE, oh, my goodness. There's, like, they have a pay-per-view every single month, which is at least four hours long. They have a weekly show Raw, which is three hours. They have SmackDown, which is two hours. 
and they have NXT, which is an hour and a bit. Mm. They have the Cruiserweight stuff, which is an hour and a bit. That's like your whole week, Lonnie. It's mm. gone. But AEW, they have one weekly show, which is Dynamite, two hours. And their pay-per-views every few months. Yeah, okay. Which is great stuff. And after watching this weekly show, I went back, I watched some of their, their greatest hits that people have talked about online. One of the matches I watched was incredible. One of the best matches I've ever seen. So I'm, I'm fully on board now. And I've gotten the pay-per-view ready for Monday. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm good to go. I'm good <laughs> to go. It's good. There's like, it's very refreshing. It's got like, it has blood in it, mm. like the old days. Mm. It has swearing. Like they'll say shit and that. Say shit! Oh my goodness! Oh my, my little ears! I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I can see why you like this stuff. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great, and like all my favorites from WWE that were just getting wasted there, mm. again, just getting great opportunities to show that they can do at AEW. It's fantastic. I love so it. that's funny. See, like WWE, they sort of got drunk on their success, bloated, but these guys—they're either new, they're fresh, they're lean. They're thirsty. They're hungry. Hungry for the top spot, Lonnie. Yeah, well, that's that's cool though. I think a lot of people, a lot of you know, cultural artifacts, just there's too much of it. There's too much to keep up. And then if you get something that is still enjoyable, but you don't get as much of it, you can sort of live your life as well. Don't have to like do homework every week to keep up with what's going on. Oh, exactly, exactly. And they'll throw in stuff like. Um like from different independent wrestling promotions around, like they'll throw in, someone can come in from New Japan for a night, just for just yeah. for shits and giggles, That's just cool. have a wrestle. Yeah. Like they're not as barred off and closed off as WWE. Mm. They'll even have, uh, there's another wrestling promotion that's on TV which is called Impact Wrestling, which I've watched on and off over the years. And some dudes from their tag team division, their tag team champions, just showed up on AEW just for a laugh. How good's that? Yeah, it's just, they're having fun. And they're enjoying what they do, and I appreciate that. Okay, excellent. And that's why everyone should get amongst it. Get amongst it. Including Elon. Okay. Well, next time we, we hang out, maybe show me the episode. Yeah, I'll show you the... Well, if the ladder match uh, on Monday is good, I'll show oh, you that. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm like. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll show you a ladder. You're all on board. You'll climb it. <laughs> So to say. Yeah, if you will, yeah. Oh, yeah. But no, uh, that'll do me for this week, Lonnie. You got anything else you want to say? I just want to say, Dylan, you and I, mm. I heard a rumour that you and I are on all the socials. Is that true? Oh. Can neither confirm nor deny. Okay. Except well, I will confirm, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, why don't our listeners get in touch with us, eh? Um, you can like us, you can subscribe you can give us a rating and a review on your podcast app that'd be great wouldn't it there you go all right yeah <laughs> okay well, i like it <laughs> um and tell a friend that 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 can actually be the best thing you can tell your friends the what to listen to us that'd be really great absolutely tell them to get amongst it exactly eh? yeah eh? pay it forward eh? please <laughs> <laughs> pay it forward we deserve it <laughs> All right, until next time, Dylan. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Good stuff. That's good.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.